Hey, great afternoon, folks. Hey, this is Wesley, Billion Dollar Virgin. Welcome to another Sunday. Welcome to a Sunday mindset message here. Many of you are aware I go live every Sunday to give the message for the week and prepare you for the week. And I apologize in advance if my video tend to or my connection um, is a bit intermittent, but stick with me here um, because I want to talk about the toughest part of becoming a millionaire. And I'm aware that almost every one of you that are listening to me right now at this moment here, you want to be a millionaire, right? Comment below. That's still your dream. If it's not to be a millionaire, maybe it's to be financially independent, but basically just to do better, to do better in life, to begin to design and create the life that you feel that you deserve to have here. So I want to help you and I want to share some things with you here um, to talk about the toughest part of becoming a millionaire. And I want to just kind of share my story. But before we do that, I want you to write this below, okay? I want you to write these words below. I must let go of the past, okay? I want you to comment that, those words below. I must let go of the past, okay? I personally spent a very long time trying to discover the answers of becoming a wealthy black man. I mean, just thinking back, I tried so many things. This is when I was in the middle of creating one of my digital marketing companies and I didn't know what I, I did not know what I was doing here but I remember watching a video online and it was this young man and he was doing about a million dollars a month on the internet and he was on a ski slope he was in um, I think he was in Colorado on a ski resort and Somebody asked him the question, said, you know, what was the toughest part about becoming a millionaire? Because, you know, I'm going to be honest, before I just thought, well, I just needed a mentor. Maybe I'm not reading the right book. Maybe people are just giving me false information on the Internet. You know, people are not really sharing the secrets. And this was in my 20s and early 30s. And that young man said this. He said, the toughest part about becoming a millionaire is believing that you can become a millionaire. Like really believing. Because what he was sharing was, he said, well, I'm doing a lot of work. He was a very intelligent man. He was a CPA. And he decided to leave the CPA business to go online. He said, you know, I'm a smart individual. I have a degree. I'm a CPA, but I realized that my intelligence 
wasn't the only factor of making my first million. And I didn't realize, he said, I didn't realize this until later that it's like I just didn't believe because my background, his background was, it's pretty average, just like mine. You know, many of you know my background. My parents are pastors of a church. I grew up on the south side of Houston, Texas. My mom made nine bucks an hour. My dad had hurt his back early in life, so he couldn't work. So he was just pastoring the church. He wasn't making any money. So we we're making less than $20,000 a year in my household, me personally. I never had the nice, cool clothes, never had the nice, cool kicks going to school. As a matter of fact, I had to walk to school, walk to the barbershop. Like I didn't, in my environment, it was just very average. Money was tough. I still remember the times that my mom would prepare breakfast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner because breakfast was cheap. And this is probably why I love breakfast today. <laughs> I love it. Even at night, in the evening, I love breakfast. Shout out to my mom, Joanne Virgin. Love you. So I say that to tell you that, like, just imagine spending 18, 19 years in almost like poverty. You know, I had everything that I needed. But, you know, my parents, you can tell they were struggling as it relates to money. We didn't have much money. I remember the conversations about, well, you have to wait till I get paid next week. I don't have any money this week. So think about hearing that for 19 years of your life. Money don't grow in trees. I'm not made of money. And that was my belief. So my belief as an adult personally was that money is just hard. Because my mom was working hard at a hospital, but still they were struggling financially. And I seen my parents work hard, but yet we still didn't have the money. We had the things that we needed, but I didn't get the things that I wanted. So I had a belief that, well, I can't get the things that I want, you know, because we can't afford it. So imagine living your life for 19, 20 years like that. Never getting what you want, having what you need, but wanting other things, but having the belief that, well, unless you make more money, unless you work hard for money, you can't get those things. And then think about the other belief, watching your parents work hard and still not making money. And I was taught that you have to work hard for money, but they worked hard and they still didn't have money. So we have all these jaded beliefs. So listen here. We have all these just very confusing beliefs about money that we're not even aware of. See, that's the crazy part. Like many of you are not even aware of all the confusing beliefs about money, about finances, about wealth. Like you don't even realize it because growing up, you're not thinking about money. You're not thinking about making money. You're just thinking about living your life, having fun, playing with your friends, going out. You know, you're turning 16, turning 15, turning 21, going to high school, going to whatever. You're like following the paradigm 
unconsciously of your parents. But then when you turn 19, 20, 21, you realize that what your parents taught you is not going to work for you in your adulthood life. And I'm here to tell you something, and I want you to write this down below. I want you to write this, please. I must let go of the past. Almost all of us, including myself, I was living my life based off the past. I was using the past as a blueprint to my future, unconsciously, by the way, unconsciously. I had no awareness that I was doing it. So when I decided to start a business at the age of 21, 22, I was still using that old paradigm. So I just got out there and just worked hard. I was just doing things. Right? I was just working, 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 working. I remember jumping into a network marketing organization and I was just trying to recruit people. I was just talking to people. Hey, you want to make more money? You want to make more money? No, 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 no. You want to make more money? I mean, I was just doing that. I was just like grinding. Because that's the only thing I was taught to grind. I was only taught to work hard, study hard. Because that's what my parents told me. That's what the teachers told me as well. Make sense? However, what I began to discover that I needed to work on my belief. Comment these words below. I must work on my belief. You know, I talk to so many people. I try to share with them, especially people in the 30s. People 30 plus are very difficult to persuade and to really commit to this type of thinking because like you spent 30 years of your life thinking another way. And when I tell the person, I say, well, they may say, man, well, I say, I'm working hard, but I'm not making enough money. You know, why am I not? I'm stressed out. You know, I was talking to a, a young man the other day, he said, I'm just stressed out. He's working 15 hours, 17 hours. He's 30 plus. And it's like he's in a daily grind over and over and over again. He's making some money, but he's just, he's tired. He's looking tired. He's just exhausted. And, you know, I try to share with him, you need to work on your belief. But some of you are so, even though you know there are certain things about yourself you need to change, even your thinking pattern. But you're so familiar with the past, you're so familiar with what works, even though it doesn't serve you properly, you continue to do it. Listen, you got to work on the belief. It's the key. You know, I get it, you guys... You know, you want to start an internet company, you want to start a Forex, you want to do all this, these business ideas, all these opportunities, but you've got to work on the belief. you got to realize that until you divorce the past, like the past is who you are right now. Although the experiences in your past, that has created the man or woman that you are today. And if you're not pleased 
with the results of the past, you got to change it. It's not just, you know, listen, I made the same mistake too. I just thought I needed a new company, a new business. You know, I would make excuses and say, well, that business didn't work out for me. Well, that's not the, well, maybe that, that's just not for me. And it was just an excuse just to quit because I felt uncomfortable. See, look, how many of you, when you were growing up, that your parents taught you how to deal with rejection? Anybody? Did your mom or your father sit you down and say, okay, this is how you deal with rejection, son. This is how you deal with rejection, repudiation, daughter. No. They didn't teach you how to deal with when people would tell you no. When they'll say, no, I'm not interested. No, I don't want to do it. No, this is not going to work. Does that teach you how to handle when you will lose money? You know, say if you make an investment or say if you just lose $20. I think everybody has lost $20 in their life. Did your parents ever teach you how to deal with that? Most of you bitch and complain. Oh, man, who got my $20? Where's my money? I put it right here. Where's my $20? I need that $20. Right? Many of us, we just immediately go into a unemotional state. I'm sorry, not an, I'm on an emotional, uncontrollable state. We just go into rage. Because we've never been taught how to deal with loss. How to deal with rejection. How to deal with someone telling us no. We've never been taught when people would tease us. You know, our parents did their best. Oh, don't worry about, don't worry about what other people say about you. That's not an answer. You remember when you were telling your parents that and they teasing me, they talking about me. If you did share it with your parents or anybody else. And what would your parents say? Well, don't worry about them. Don't worry about what other people tell about you. But why? That's not an answer. It's not a solution. Children don't know how to, okay, you don't want me to worry about it, but I am worried about it. I'm thinking about it. It hurts. What do I do with the pain? People talking about me. They teasing me. They bullying me. What do I do? Well, don't worry about it. <laughs> That's most parents. Okay. See, this is why, as an adult, all of you are adults. If, you, if you're 18 plus, you are considered an adult. This is why you have such a hard time focusing on one thing. This is why you have a, a such a hard time managing your finances, managing your relationships, managing your emotional state. Because you have not let go of the past. Now, look and watch this. Now, I'm not just going to leave you with just let go of the past. I need to teach you how to do that. Can I get an amen, please? See, I'm not going to make a blanket statement. Hey, just let go of the past. Just stop thinking about it. That's not a solution. That's not a pragmatic way of doing anything. You know how our parents was? They was like, well, just get over it. Well, you know, I don't like this. Well, don't think about it. That's how our parents were. Well, my, well, mom, why do I have to do this? Because I said so. Well, well, dad, you know, I don't understand. Well, why do I have to? Because I said so. Now do it. And that's a lot of parents. Parents, parents not properly explaining 
to their children why they should do what they should do, why they should think the way that they should think, and why they should make certain decisions a certain way because of consequences. But I'm explaining to you here. King West, Daddy West, I'm going to explain it to you. And let me tell you why I explain it to you, and let me tell you why I do what I do, because I wish someone did it for me. I wish someone would explain to me why I needed to stop acting up, because I was a badass in school. They just told me to stop acting up, but they didn't tell me why. I wish someone would have told me why I should budget my finances. Why I should stand. Why, why? But I'm going to tell you. So listen, this is how you let go of the past. First, you have to understand that the past doesn't serve you. See, once people understand certain things or certain ideologies, then they tend to change. Like you right now, you're ready to change. Can I get an amen? How many of you are ready to change. I mean, make a paradigm shift because see, once you shift to thinking, everything in your life changes. Now let's talk about the past. Can we agree that who you are today is because of your past decisions? Can I get an amen, thumbs up? Just let me know in the comments below. Hit the like button. How many of you agree that the man, the woman that you are today, just look around, look at where you are, your job that you have, the money that's in your bank account, the people that you date, the car that you drive, the job that you currently go to, the house that you own, the apartment that you, this is, this is a collective of past decisions. Can I get an amen? Can we agree to that? Okay. I got to make sure that we're on the same page. We can agree, right? So we can agree that the past has created your present moment. Can we agree to that as well? Can I get an amen, thumbs up, chunk the deuce, whatever, in the comments below? Because, see, if we don't agree to that, then the next statement is not going to make sense to you. That means that you're not going to change now. That means that you're not going to switch from the old thinking to the new thinking. Does that make sense? So I want you to consider and believe that your past decisions has created the present moment. Okay. Okay, cool. Now, since we all agree that every past decision, everything that has taken place in our past has birthed or created or formulated the present moment, what do we need to do? Comment below. I'm going to ask you. I'm pretty sure you are a bunch of intelligent people because you follow me and intelligent, smart people follow me. So tell me, what do we do? What do you think that we need to do? If we, if you're looking at, thinking about your bank account, thinking about the people that you're around, your inner circle, the people that you're surrounding yourself with, even where you live, car that you drive, job that you have, business that you own. What do you think you need to do in this moment if you want to begin to change now and change everything about your life? Somebody said take action. Somebody said meditate. We need to focus on what we want. <clears throat> Create a shift. Great answers. But, however, let me give you my answer. Think for a second. We have to ask yourself a different question. Okay? Come at these words. Questions are powerful. Okay? 
You're going to ask yourself a different question. The question is, what decisions and what thoughts did I have to create the life that I have right now? Let's chunk it down. How much money you guys bank account? Comment below if you're not afraid. How much money is in your bank account right now? How much money is in your bank account right now? You know what's so funny? Yesterday I worked out for four hours, went to the gym, worked out with Herman, worked out by myself, and then me and Herman, we went to the Western Hotel to the bar because they got good bar food. I need to carb up because I just burned a lot of calories. And I was just eating, and this young lady showed up. And Herman started to talk to the young lady. She was cool. So we're just talking and just chatting and chatting and chatting. Young girl, whatever. She was cute, cool, whatever. And we were just talking and talking. I mean, well, Herman was talking to her. And then she left for a second. And, you know, you'll look at this girl. You think that everything is it's good to go. She had a YSL purse, Louis Vuitton shoes, hair looking good. You know, she had a ton of makeup on her face. I don't know. I don't like that, but whatever. I mean, but she looked nice. And I remember she, she said, I'll be back. I need to go to ATM. She went to the ATM. She came back. And then she kind of said a final goodbyes. And then I went to the restroom. Like five minutes later, I went to the restroom. And when I exited the restroom, I noticed that in the ATM, there was a receipt. You know, when you go to the ATM, you get money out. Some people forget to pull the, the little receipt um, at the end of the transaction. And, you know, me being me, I pulled it. <laughs> you know, and I couldn't believe what I saw. And I took that receipt and I brought it to the table. And I showed it to her and I said, I can't believe this. And he was shocked as well. Let me tell you something. This woman, I mean, she looked well put together. Um, you know, she had nice purses, nice shoes, beautiful hair. I mean, you know, you just think that this young lady is doing pretty well for herself. But on the receipt, the ledger balance was $17. This girl's over the age of 25. She has a wide sale purse, Louis Vuitton shoes. Her hair is done fantastically. And she has $17. And she's staying in Katy, by the way, as she told us. She's staying in Katy, Texas. And she has $17 in her bank account. I couldn't believe it. I'm going to be honest with you. I just couldn't even imagine that. Folks. I want you to think about what decisions that you have to make to create the current balance in your bank account. What decisions that you make, the reason why you're driving the car that you drive right now. What decisions that you have to make for you to be at the current job that you're currently at right now. What decisions did you have to make of the significant other or the girlfriend, the boyfriend that you're with right now in this moment? What decisions did you have to make even last year that caused you not to travel the way you wanted to travel? What decisions did you have to make 
to stay in the home or the apartment or even the neighborhood that you're currently staying in? What decisions do you have to make? The reason why you smoke weed or smoke cigarettes or you vape. What decisions do you have to make for some of you that choose to use recreational drugs? What decisions do you have to make, men, for you to watch porn several times a week, masturbate? Think about that. What decisions do you have to make, men, the reason why you play so many video games or you watch other men make money on the television? What decisions do you have to make, women, watching Lifetime, moving Netflix, movie night, movie night, movie night, watching Netflix and chill, whatever? What decisions do you have to make to do that? And I want you to really think about that. What decisions did you have to make to do all those things? And now the next question is, what are the new decisions that need to be made? See, this is how this is how you create practical change. I'm not going to just tell you, well, you need to change that. You need to change everything about your life. You need to change. You need to change. No, 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 no. You don't need to change. You need to evaluate. Comment those words below. You don't need to change. You need to evaluate. Because you folks don't know how to change. Because if you did, you would have changed. You need to evaluate. To evaluate means to, let's look at, and analyze some of the decisions that I've made to be who I am here today. Listen, when I was 25, 26 years old, I remember I was thinking to myself, what decision did I have to make the reason why my car was repossessed? Well, I didn't pay the bill. Why you didn't pay the bill? Because I couldn't hold a job. Why you couldn't hold a job? Because I wasn't following rules. Why wouldn't you follow the rules? I guess because I didn't want to be at the job. Then I had to think about my credit. My credit was terrible. Anybody else have terrible credit right now? Like before, my credit was insane. It was like five, like 400. It's the lowest of the lowest. I said, what decision did I have to make to have poor credit? Well, I kept getting credit cards. And I knew that when I was swiping, making purchases that I couldn't afford to pay the credit card. I remember going to a place by the name of Cons. You know, when you do like rental furniture? Well, I would go to these places when I would get a new apartment. And I would, you know, thinking back at it, thinking back, it was just stupid. I would go to this place called Cons, and I would get furniture and they say, well, it's just $12 a week. Well, that $12 a week ended up ruining my credit because I couldn't even pay 12 bucks a week for a couch and a TV and a nightstand. Make sense? So I realized that I was just making bad decisions. Okay. I was making decisions. Then I had to ask myself another question. Wesley, why are you making bad decisions? Oof. 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 How many of you right now can look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? Why are you making bad decisions? Like, you know you're making bad decisions. Like, almost every one of you, 100 plus of you, thousands of millions of you that are listening to the rent right now. Like, you may say, you know, why am I making bad decisions? I had to ask myself that question. See, this is called self-introspection. It's like when you start to evaluate your internal life, 
You know, some people say you got to do the inner work, but they never explain what that means. Well, this is how you do it. You ask yourself questions like, why are you making bad decisions? Does anybody know why you're making bad decisions? Like, why are some of you making bad financial decisions? Why are you making bad decisions in relationships? Why do you keep choosing the same type of people and getting the same type of results? Why are you making bad decisions with your health? Why are you still fat and overweight, ill, and screwed up? Why? Do you know? Comment below. I'm looking at your comments. Let me tell you why. And I could be wrong, but I believe I'm right. Because you're impatient. That's it. In every aspect, of, think about it. Relationships. You know why some of you women, some of you men want to be in a relationship so badly? Because you're just impatient. You want it now. Because you want love. You want connection. You want sex. You want like you want to feel something now. So even though you see the red flags, you just do it anyway. Because you want that feeling of love. Even if it's fake love, you want that feeling of connection. Why is impatience with your money? You know why you folks are so impatient when it comes to money? Because you want to be something right now and you feel that once you get some of these material things, then it's going to make you be something. And not just that, other people are going to see you as something. That's why you want it. That's why you go to the store and you max out your credit cards on Louis Vuitton, Gucci, all these designer brands. And I get it. You know, because you want to show people that you are something. You want to show people. Let's go deeper. Oof. But you want to show people that you're important. You want people to see that you're important right fucking now. Because you don't feel important, do you? You don't feel important unless you have the Gucci socks on. You don't feel important unless you have the Hermes or the Chanel bag. You don't feel important unless you have things. The nice car. The Lamborghini. You don't feel important unless you have a penthouse. You don't feel important unless you stay in a high rise. Or you stay in a, uh, a mansion or a gated community. Right? Let's be honest. And that's just your impatience. You want it right now, but you only want it because you feel the lack of importancy. You don't feel important now. Get it? See, a person that already felt important or significant, they can be very patient as it relates to the acquisition of things like wealth and money. They're patient with that stuff because they already feel important. But people that don't feel important, they're impatient. Oof. I know that's hitting hard. I know some of you are like, well, I, I feel I'm important. I feel Im important. Well, why can't you manage your finances properly? Why every single month you spend all your money waiting for the next paycheck? Why do you purchase things that you know you can't afford? Think about it for a second. Why are you such in a hurry to make money with your business, with your opportunities? Why do you need it now so badly? You know why you need it and why you want it? Because you don't feel important. You don't feel significant. You feel once you get some money, now you feel significant and others will see you as significant as well, which will make you feel good. Because how you are right now, you just think that you're a piece of shit. Excuse my language. You know, and maybe you don't think of yourself as a piece of shit, but you just don't value it. You're like, oh, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not a lot. I'm just average. You know, I don't have any money. I don't have any of this. I don't have any of that. So, you know, I, I'm just normal. That's your problem. And listen, that was my problem too. 
And I know some of you stress, you're tired of struggling. I hear this all the time. How many of you are tired of struggling and stress? No, let me tell you something. Don't get pissed off at me. You're not tired of struggling. You're not. You're not tired. The reason why I know you're not tired of struggling because you're still, you're still making the same decisions. You're still using your past as a blueprint for your present and future moments. Does that make sense? I'm going to give you an analogy. You've heard this before. It's not my experience. It was somebody else's experience. It was two men sitting on the porch of their home. And it was a little boy. He would, he would always just come back from school and he would walk a certain route back to his house. And down this particular street, he had a lot of porch, a lot of homes. And you know, they have dogs and pets. You know, you know how dogs, they just sit on the porch and just hang out and relax. But he noticed the porch with the two men and the dog were always howl. Oh! Like he was always just howling all the Every other dog was quiet. And every day that little boy that would walk home from school on that particular street, he would always hear this dog whining. And one, one day, the boy got curious. He got curious to the point that he walked up to the doorstep to see the two men and say, hey, I've been coming down the street for a couple of weeks now, and I've noticed that on the street, every other dog is quiet, but your dog is screaming. Like, why is your dog screaming? It's howling over and over again, even now. Oh! What is wrong with him? And he said, oh. The man turns to the other man and starts to smile and says, oh, yeah, that's easy. The dog is sitting on a nail. And the kid was bewildered. What? He's sitting on a nail? Yeah. He's sitting on a nail. And he said, well, why don't the dog just get up? I mean, he's screaming and howling. Why don't he just get off the freaking nail? And the old man looked at the boy and said, well, my dog, he's not hurting enough. He's not hurting bad enough yet. And the point is this, some of you, you're just not hurting bad enough. That's why you're staying in your pain of stress and anxiety and you're top, right? Because you're not hurting bad enough. That's why every year is the same year. Every year is a year of you not making progress. I mean, you're screaming, you're bitching, you're complaining, you're whining about how stressed you are and how tired you are and how exhausted you are about your life. But you're not hurting bad enough. Because once the pain becomes too intense, you gotta get up.
you're going to say, fuck this. Oh, I remember that moment for me. I was 30, 31. And I said, fuck this. I was in my bed, in my air mattress. And I said, fuck this. I was just tired. And I did something insane. I quit my job. Now, I'm not telling you to quit your job, but that's just what I had to do in the moment. Because I had a threshold. I got off the nail. And I quit my job and I said, you know what? I'm going to put myself in a position to succeed. I'm either going to succeed or fail, period. I'm either going to make it on my drown. And I forced myself. And at the time that I deleted all my friends, I mean, I just did it. I didn't care. Let me tell you everything that I did. Not saying that you have to do this, but this is what I did personally. I mean, on this day, I did this within 24 hours. Quit my job. I deleted every friend from my phone. I blocked them all. Everybody. I put my phone in silent that no one could call me. Not even my children, not even my parents. No one could contact me at all. I blocked every porn site from my laptop. (laughs) This is just a true story. I didn't talk to anyone at all. I had a routine. And I was in complete solitude for a very long time. I went to the gym. I went home. That's all I did. I did that for months and months and months, almost years. I didn't have any conversation with people. I was by myself. I still remember on the weekends, I would just go to the pool and I would just sit there by myself. I was meditating like every day. I mean, it was time that I would just look at the wall. Because what I was doing, I was just trying to clear the mind. I was trying to separate myself from the past, the old self. And to do that, I had to remove myself from the chaos. And the chaos is just the people that are familiar to me. The chaos is my parents. The chaos is my children. The chaos is my friends. The chaos. Now, now listen. Is it hard? Yeah, it is. I know some of you have significant others. Some of you are married. Some of you have children. I get it. Yeah, it's tough. But it was necessary for me. And it was worth it. And many people, if you ever do what I did, they won't understand it. Okay? They won't understand when you make a decision that you're sick and tired of sitting on that goddamn nail. That you're tired of being broke. You're tired of waiting for the paychecks. You're tired of working for people, you're tired of not traveling the world, you're tired of not being able to take care of your family properly, you're tired of telling your daughter and your son no, that you can't fucking afford it. You're sick and tired of telling people, telling people in your family, say, well, I have to wait till next week's mom don't get paid this week, so I have to wait. That shit hurts. You're tired of it. And that was a moment for me to let go of my past. And I did it by, and I just told you, I deleted everybody off my phone, honestly. That's even to today, old friends, I, have their, I don't even have their number, so I don't even remember these people anymore. <laughs> family, I didn't talk to family. No family, cousins, ne- no. And listen, before I was a man that was going to the game nights every week. You know how you go with your cousins and your friends and your brothers, have the game night, go to dinner and all that. I cut that shit off. It was no more reunions. I haven't been to a reunion in years. I did no more Christmas gatherings. I did no more um, Easter eggs, Sunday gatherings. My parents have a church. I started going to their church. Nothing against them, but I had to totally separate myself from the past. 
See, many of you are trying to change your past and let go of your past, but you're in your past. Everybody that's in your past is in your present moment. Think about it for a second. You know, for people say, well, how do I get away from my past? Well, who's in your life that created the life that you have here today? Who was in your life? Everybody that was in your life that has created your present moment, think for a second. Who do you talk to all the time? Who do you listen to? What song do you listen to on the radio? What do you do when you're bored? Just think about it. Do you scroll TikTok? Scroll Instagram? Are you watching movies? You know, do you just watch porn when you're bored, man? <laughs> do you just do random things to keep yourself busy? Chase women? Do you chase men? Think about it. Do you just shop online even though you don't have the money to buy? Yeah, we all have our vices. Do you just smoke when you're bored? You know, just smoke by yourself. <sighs> yeah, I gotta relax. Well, that's your past. I mean, that that's your past. So you have to separate yourself from all that stuff. If you want to be the new self. Does that make sense? How many of you are getting value here tonight? I mean, I'm sorry, this afternoon. Comment these words below. I must let go of my past. And I get it. I know some of you right now, you're sitting on that nail. You're hurting. And I understand. But what I'm sharing with you, you're not hurting bad enough. You need more pain. And I know you're thinking, no, Wes, I don't need, yeah, you need more pain. Because you might say, well, Wes, how do I get myself to take action? You need more pain. Well, how do I get myself to be motivated? You need more pain. Life is going to beat the shit out of you. Don't worry. Keep living. Life's going to tear that ass up. Especially if you're trying to do something like make a million dollars. You want to be successful. You want to be wealthy. You want to be fit. You want to be healthy. Uh, you want to be a part of that 1% in several areas of your life. Don't worry. Life is going to beat that ass. Good. Because life will give you the pain based off your decisions. But remember, life is only giving you based off your decisions. So your decisions is creating the pain that you say you don't want. But some of you need the pain. You know, we don't change based off inspiration. We change based off desperation. We change off hard times. We change when we go through a relationship. Someone just fucks us up, right? And we either get pissed and we get busy in the gym, or we get busy becoming a better person, or we stay there in our fucking beds and cry our eyes out every single night. People don't change because of pleasure. Okay? They don't change because, you know, they can have some nice things or they can give their family the life that they deserve. People change when shit go wrong. People change when they're broke. People change when their bank account is negative. People change when they go through divorces. People change when people lie to them, steal from them, cheat on them, hurt them. People change when they see other people winning and they are obviously losing. Hello? You got some grown men on here, 30, 40, 50 years old, still don't have a pot to piss, uh, piss in, Still have bad credit, still have a shortage of money, 
still unhappy, still fat and overweight. Men right now, older men still don't got it right. Some of you men still stand with your mom and your daddy. And you wonder why a woman don't take you seriously. And you wonder why a woman run you over, treat you like shit. Because maybe you are shit. Because you put yourself in a shit position in life. Some of you men, you get advice from men that are capable men, men that are high value men. You don't even listen to them. You know why? Because you're fucking ego. You got a fucked up ego. You're 40 years old. Don't have shit. Don't have enough. Not where you want to be. And you get upset because your wife or your girl look at a man like me and say, man, I wish I had that life. I'll never forget this. <laughs> Ooh, you know what I love about flying first class? Because, you know, I know this is going to sound fucked up. But listen, you know what I love about flying first class? You know, with my boo, my girl. And, you know, this is when I was traveling with my girl a lot. And I remember going to, I think it was going to Greece. And I took it to Greece. We were in first class, obviously. And I would watch the people, you know, the girls and guys with their wives, their girlfriends. And they would look at us and they were moving and walking back to coach. To me, that's just like a fucked up feeling, you know. Because it's like, say if you're an average guy, you're able to scrape up the funds to take your girl to Greece or around the world, whatever. And you have to walk through first class most of the time, depending on the plane. And you have to see. And this is what people do. I said, this, this is what they do. They they look at you. And it's always the girl to look at you and look at your girl that you with. And she's like, damn. I know what she's thinking in her mind. She's like, damn, I wish I was here. I wish she was in first class. She'll never tell her guy. Of course not, because he'll be butt hurt. And then he'll cause a big issue out of that. But I'm telling you, they do it. It's always the women. Too. It's always the women that look at the men. If you ever there with your girl in first class, it'll be it'll be uh, the women. They they will look at you. They're in like the couples, right? Couples getting on the plane, they're gonna look at you and be like, "Damn!" And you can tell they're like, "That's where I want to be. I want to be in first class like that that couple." In her mind, she's like, "Why am I going back to coach?" Why am I going back to economy class? It's going to be a 10-hour flight. They look comfortable because, you know, me and my boo, we smiling. I'm tucking her in, putting a nice little, I mean, I take care of my girl. You know what I mean? You know, I'm, I'm going to make sure she's nice and comfortable, see if she wants some wine before we, and I just recline her seat for her, put her TV on the movie of her choice to make sure she's situated properly, and they're watching this. You know, make sure that she has her pajamas and her nice little shoes to put on her nice little cute feet. Because I want to make sure she's comfortable. Because I'm taking her to Greece. And I'm watching the people, very specifically women, that are in couples. And they're just like, damn, I want, that's what I want to be. Mm. Listen, I tell you that story. You know, I know some of you men like, fuck you, Wes. I know, I get it. But women like, yes, I want this. Man, you can't imagine the thoughts and the fantasies that women think about and what they desire. You have no clue what goes on through a woman's mind. Because, see, women can express themselves that way. Like, they can't, like, 
you know, they can't like just openly tell you all the things that they really want to do because, you know, <clears throat> they understand it. You know, you're going to get butt hurt, you know, because you're going to be like, oh, I can't afford that. That's just too much. And I'm not telling you, you that type of girl. So she can't really express herself and say, oh, yeah, babe, I want this. I like this. This looks good. I want it. She can't do it. You, can, you just can't imagine the thoughts and desires of a woman because women want an extraordinary life. It's like, why not? Who wouldn't want it? But men, they don't think they can do it. You know, the average man, they don't think it's possible or they feel inferior to other men. And my advice to men is focus on yourself. Just focus solely on you. Finances, your body, your health, your communication skills. And then you'll be in first class. Then you'll be the guy that's looking at the girl that wish she was in your section or in your in your position. All right. Does that make sense? Because the girls hate it, man. They hate to see the girl. And they hate to see the girl that's with the guy that's in the position that she wants to be in. <laughs> She'll never tell you, though. You'll never know. Man, you'll never know. This is what I tell men, and I know some men think it's dumb advice, it's not the smartest advice, but it's so funny. Women think it's the best advice. And I tell, and, you know, and the women are the ones going to be hurt by the statement, but I tell men, if you're not the man that you're supposed to be, leave your woman temporarily, just like financially. I'm talking about money first because that's just the most important part of a relationship. In my opinion, it's money. It's not fucking love. It's not compassion and kindness and listening to her. You can listen. You can be nice compassionate you can listen to her you can give her the greatest sex ever but if you can't pay her bills if you can't fix her financial problems you're useless because that's all what she's thinking about she ain't thinking about nothing and she ain't thinking about that great sex no more and it's done after 10 15 20 minutes okay now she still got to live her life she got bills she got commitments she got rent got to do her nails lashes she got to take care of the kids <laughs> that's what she's thinking about if you can't remove that worry from a woman financially, you're done. Does that make sense, man? Give me a thumbs up. <laughs> I know this rant is kind of taking a shift here, but I'm just feeling from the top of my heart to talk to my men because, listen, men, you have to start to be leaders and not just leaders of women, not leaders of the masses, but leaders of yourself. Men are the one component that can begin to shift the world. You want women to change? Like I hear men all the time, they just blame women for everything. Women, you're a gold digger. Women, you want too much. Women, you're this. And women cheating. Women are sneaky. Women, why do you think they are like this? Women are naturally emulators of like men's behavior, honestly. If you want women to be better, you be better. If you want women to respond better to you, be a better man. That's It's that simple. Then you can stop whining and bitching, complaining about women. About how they're doing this and not doing this and not doing that. That's just insane to me. You would never catch me complaining about a woman. I'm not complaining about any woman. Because any a woman's behavior is, the, is a direct reflection of what you're doing. Women don't just want to cheat. Women don't want to just treat you like shit. 
Women don't want to just be out of pocket. They just don't want to be that way. It's learned that way. They learn to be that way because of you. A lot of women are forced to be in their masculine energy. You know why? <laughs> because men don't fucking step up. Men are just weak. They're sorry. They're passive. Confused. So now women are forced to step up and be more masculine. They have to raise your children because your dumbass not even there. They're raising your children. So they have to be the man and the woman. And you wonder why they can't be in a functional relationship with you. Because you're not present. You were never there. And you want her to act a certain way? You want her to be kind and nice to you, but you can't even pay your baby mama bills? If you're, the mother of your children asks you for money, you should give it to her. She birthed your children. And to say, I don't have it, it's not fucking good enough. You're 30. You're 40. You're 25. You're an adult. No excuses. You can't say, well, I, I don't have it. And okay, what, what the fuck you want her to do with that? Now she got to make that shit happen. Now she got to make it happen since you was, oh, well, I, well, I don't have the money. Well, I don't have the funds right now. She can't say that shit. She got to find a way now. Because of your passive, irresponsible attitude towards her and that child. Yeah. Man, I want to empower you. And I'm going to continue to say this until men start to listen. You know, listen, I'm going to have millions and hundreds of millions of men very specifically that will listen to me. And they're going to take this information because they know I'm right. I mean, they just know I'm right. You know, it's just it's obvious. Men, it is time for you to take responsibility of every decision that you've made in your life. To blame is useless. You don't even have to blame yourself. You don't have to blame other people. You don't have to blame yourself. Blame is futile. What I would like you to do is just take responsibility. So you know what, man? Let me just go into monk mode. I call it monk mode. Just kind of separate yourself. From everything. If people are being mean to you, be kind to them. Baby mama being mean to you, be kind to her. Just be kind. Practice being kind to people. One. Practice being kind to yourself. How do you be kind to yourself? Like get up in the morning, make your bed. Get up in the morning, clean your house. Clean your car. Clean yourself. Make yourself that you're so presentable. That you look so nice that people will start to gravitate towards you. Go to the gym. 45 minutes, one hour, every single day, five days a week, go to the gym. Get yourself a routine. Get yourself a ritual. See, when you are able to get yourself a ritual or a routine, then other stuff don't even matter anymore because you have your own routine. So you don't have these off-the-wall thoughts about doing other shit that doesn't align with the man that you want to be. Get yourself a book. Start reading 15 minutes from a book that's going to stimulate your mind. And it will also help you 
communicate better because you will learn new words by reading the book. Turn off the radio in your car. I mean, some of you have the car. It's not the car of your dreams, okay? Since you don't have the car of your dreams yet, why would you play music of people who are living their dreams? No. Listen to information like this. Listen to like self-development. That's what I did. You want to know what I did when I was 20, 26, 27, 28, 29 years old? I didn't have any money. I was listening to personal development every day. Les Brown, Wesley Virgin, Anthony Robbins, Dennis Waitley, Jim Rohn. Okay, Holton Bugs. I was listening to these gentlemen every day, all day. Why? Because they were communicating the way I wanted to communicate. They had belief that I wanted to assimilate. I wanted to speak that way. I wanted to speak and use my words differently. Because the way that I used to speak is not the way that I speak now. How do I change that? I had to listen to something different for years. Don't even think months. Don't think, oh, how long is it going to take? Who fucking cares how long it takes? Okay? Your life today are from your rituals and your habits. Everybody on this live right now Everybody that's listening to this podcast has rituals. Like, what are you doing today? It's Sunday. I'm at home. I'm rich. I'm worth $30, $40 million. I have millions of dollars that's accessible to me right now. I can do anything, whatever I want. And I'm at home in my bedroom, blacked out, meditating twice today. Had a protein shake, took my vitamins. I was grateful to God. Grateful to you. Now I've been talking to you for almost two hours. And I'm rich. I could be out there doing Sunday fun day. I could be driving my McLaren around, just speeding. Driving my Lamborghini as well. Speeding and just having a good time. Picking up some girls. I don't know. Having a couple of drinks. But I don't want to do that. I don't choose to do that. Because that's just the old self. That's the old me. It's just useless. I don't even want, I don't even have a desire for that. And some of you, you only want the stuff because that's what you want to do. You want to go party. You want to go have fun. You want to go chase the woman, your nice car, your nice place. You want to brag and boast. I get it. That's what you want to do. You know why you want to do those things, men? Very specifically because you don't feel important. I felt important before I made the money. How? Because I worked on myself. I did the inner work. And I'm still doing the inner work. You don't stop. Like, you know, when people say, well, when do you slow down? Well, you, you don't. Well, when do you take a break? You don't. There's no breaks. This is my life until I die, period. It will be this way. It will be focused. I will have habits and rituals that serve me towards my purpose and my dreams and aspirations, period. That's it. When people ask me, well, why don't you have fun? I am having fun. Well, sometimes you have to lay your hair down. I don't need to lay my hair down. My hair is short. It's nothing to lay down. Does that make sense? How many folks got value here 
on this beautiful Sunday morning. Comment below if you got value. Give me a thumbs up. Hit the love a few times. Share this as well if you want me to continue to do this for you. I will. And as you can see, the message that you're receiving, you're starting to really absorb this message. I can, I can feel that. Okay? And I want to make a suggestion from the top of my heart because I want you to win. And I want you to let go of your past. I would like you to do that now. Listen to it again. Like if you're serious, like you say, you listen to it again. I hear many people say, Wes, I'm serious about change. I'm serious about making my first million. I'm serious about breaking the generational curse in my family. I'm serious about giving my family the opportunity that less than 1% will ever have. Listen to it again then. Even if you don't want to listen to it again, listen to it again. Why? Because repetition is the mother of scale. That's why. Even your life today is based from repetition. Some of you smoke repeatedly. You drink repeatedly. You lie repeatedly. You don't take care of yourself repeatedly. You're lazy repeatedly. You use piss poor disempowering language repeatedly. So listen to this. Again, put it on repeat. Like, why are you working out today? If you haven't been to the gym today, go to the gym. Go do some cardio. Like, go walk for 10 minutes. Do something towards the achievement of your goal. That's Napoleon Hill. That's what success is. Success is the natural progression of a worthwhile ideal. And to make progress, you got to take action. And to take action, you got to take action now. Does that make sense? I love you. Listen to it again. How many of you going to listen to it again? Comment below. I'm just curious. How many of you going to listen to it again? I'm curious. How many of you going to listen to it? I just comment below if you're going to listen to this again. And I want you to notice it'll be less than 5% of people that will listen to this again. 5% of that watch it, 5% will listen again. Because some of you will say, I don't need to listen to it again. I get it. Some of you say, well, I don't listen to it again. I'm busy. Well, I'll listen to it later. I want you to listen to it now. Like less than 5% will listen to it now. They will do it. Like as soon as I post this, they're going to listen to it immediately. Everybody else is going to make excuses. Everybody else is going to say, I don't need to listen to it again. I get it. I understand what he's talking about. I've heard this shit before. Yeah, okay. But some of you are coachable. And some of you have a willingness to learn. And when you have a deep willingness to learn information, you will become so immersed and you will listen even though you're tired of hearing my sexy voice. You may hate my voice, but you will listen to it because you know, and that's what the coach said. So what the coach say, even though you may not understand what the coach says, you just do it anyway. Why? Because that's what the coach says. And I'm the coach. I love you. I appreciate all of you. Thank you for sharing and liking this video. Much love. And let's go.